Hi everybody, and welcome to my podcast, Faith versus Trauma. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about dealing with a spirit of fear. If anyone has ever struggled with a spirit of fear, you can relate to how overwhelming and devastating and traumatizing it can be. I've seen so many different um, episodes on how to deal with fear and blogs, you know, and I don't know, like for me, I think it's kind of different for everybody. It depends on what is causing your fear. What is the foundation of your fear? Oftentimes when we face difficult situations and challenging places in our life, our first thing to do is to distract, cover up, do more, you know, just find ways to just get away from that uncomfortable feeling. But what if the answer was in the opposite direction? What if the answer was to welcome whatever that is challenging or facing you? And the reason I'm talking about this today is because, like, I have been dealing with this, like, for most of my life. It's a constant battle. It's more, been more downhill than uphill. <laughs> um, I think this is the first time in my life I'm in a place where I'm literally confronting this struggle head on. Um, most mornings I wake up, you know, with just this overwhelming anxiety um, of just about everything that is going on in my life that is just a battle. And um, I'm speaking from an honest place right now because I have not overcome the struggle. So I'm, no, I'm not here to give you answers. I'm just letting you guys know like what the walk has been like for the last I want to say probably at least two months a place that I realized that God has just been taking me because my thing is I like to distract myself like when I face things that I just don't know how to deal with I like to distract myself and I realized that wasn't working for me Um, a couple of days ago, I had the opportunity of reading um, about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And um, I'm not going to really read the passage right now, but I am going to talk about it. Um, how Jesus was there, you know, and his disciples were with him and he went off to pray, you know, and he was so overwhelmed by the sins of the world that as he prayed a sweat became drops of blood now I was thinking to myself just about every emotion that had to be going through Christ for his sweat to become blood I can't even imagine being in that under that much pressure and uh, trust me I definitely have a lot of pressure in my life but that level of pressure I don't think it's humanly possible to experience. And um, his disciples 
they went to sleep. And oftentimes when I've heard the, the disciples going to sleep, I never thought to myself it was because they were stressed out and they didn't know how to deal with the situation. But they went to sleep. And I realized they had to be feeling a lot of fear. Because, again, sleep is a distraction. It's a good way to take you out of what's really happening in the moment. You know, your friend, the person that you've been around, the savior of the world, is about to be killed. And he already told you all, so it's not like you don't know what's going to happen. You know what's coming, you know. Um, I can't imagine just about all the emotions they all were going through, you know, soldiers looking for them, trying to figure out anyone who's associated with Jesus. They're going to be killed, you know. Um, yeah, in that moment, it made me realize something, though. Jesus, in his intense, stressful moment, He didn't run away from God. He didn't. He did not run away from God. He allowed the Father to comfort him in those moments. I think if you keep on reading, it said that um, the Father sent angels to comfort him. And I will definitely leave the scriptures in the text. Um... I thought that was just so profound and amazing that right in the moment that we are going through, that we are struggling, that God sends comfort. I don't know if anyone has ever gone through this. And again, I said, this is not a, 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 um, a, a way of, I'm not talking about a way of how to overcome fear. That's not what this is about. This is literally like the process, what it looks like for me. And I'm specifically talking about my situation. Um, I have been in that situation where God has sent people in my life to comfort me in my just the darkest moments of my life. And God knows I've been going through some pretty dark moments, you know. Um, And when I wake up with that overwhelming feeling of fear, talking to God is where I find the most comfort. You know, the scriptures that are going to help, he normally sends me to. And I will definitely share some of my scriptures. You know, everybody have scriptures that help them with fear. And I really believe it depends on what the struggle is, you know, what you're going through in the moment, you know, if it's um, health related or you just went through a horrible breakup, divorce, I don't know, relationship with friends, you're lost, you've come to a standstill in your life, you don't know which way to go. It really depends on what the circumstances are surrounding your life. One thing I will say that I am learning in this process is that when that feeling of fear comes over you, so magnetic, it just seems like, oh my God, I have no clue how I'm going to get through this. One, I will say, 
I don't even care how you feel in that moment that you're, if you feel like you're, you know, like I'm distant from God, stop what you're doing. Stop. Just talk to him. I'm not going to say pray. Just talk to him. Tell God where you are, what's going on, how you feel. If you're coming from a traumatic situation in your life, you've been through abuse, I don't know what it is. Your voice being heard is not something that you are familiar with. You're not. You're, you don't know it. You don't know it. So all of these emotions that you're feeling when you cry out to God and you realize, wait a second, my voice is important. Someone is listening. God is actually helping you <laughs> to listen to yourself your own thoughts, your own feelings to meet you where you are. In the moment when you're going through those overwhelming feelings, it might not feel like it. But you know what it is? They say practice makes perfect. You know? And I I, I, I definitely, you know, I'm starting to see that. Is okay. For example, all the negative habits and emotions that you have, you practice them over and over and over. You you weren't um, consciously thinking about it, but you develop them from the experiences that you've been through. So you've perfected the negative habits and negative emotions that you have, and now they've become a part of your DNA who you are. So the same way you can practice bad behaviors and become distant from yourself and from your emotions and from God, you can practice good behaviors and emotions and reconnect yourself with yourself and with God. I am so happy that I'm talking about this today. And I pray to God that this has been helpful to someone. Again, (laughs) this is not a how to overcome fear, but this is literally a walking through fear. I will update you guys on my growth in this process. Thanks so much for listening, and I pray that this was helpful to anyone who's listening. May God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Hi, and welcome to Faith versus Trauma. Okay, today I wanted to talk about uh, my issues with faith. Um, Mainly uh, because I don't know if anyone else has the struggle. Since I, um, 
Well, I've been a believer for as long as I can remember. You know, I grew up in church. Um, That was like a standard in my house. You know, we all had to go to church. You know, and as a young person, um, I believed what I was told, you know. Um, And I guess that's how you are as kids. You know, your parents tell you something. You hear it from the adults around you. And that becomes the foundation of your belief system. You know, but as you start getting older and then life starts to happen, um, there is so many other things that begin to form your belief system. And um, I think one of the issues that I've been having lately as a believer, which I still am, and that has really been like a struggle for the last two years, um, I I, I guess I want to say that what I claim to believe is being put to the test. And it's been a very hard road because the people, you know, who were supposed to be there in my life to kind of help me figure this stuff out. I have some way through my own, you know, trauma, I've um, disabled a lot of those relationships. So um, I'm not sure if it's all my fault, which I'm still like really confused about, or um, it's just that I just don't have the right tools to um, deal with these types of situation. Um, I don't know if anybody else is struggling with this part of their um, their life. Um, I am honestly just putting it out there because one, I feel like I feel like I'm tired of being a part of the pretend show. Um, I was talking to my 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 son this morning, you know, because you know that we all are from different um, generations. Like my kids, they're Generation Z, and we're Generation X, and um, the generation before us, they're called baby boomers, which that's the category that my parent would fall into. And, you know, somebody this week, I don't remember what I was watching this week, and they were just sharing um, the differences with the generation. But I don't remember exactly what they were sharing, but it really made me start thinking, you know, about like why our generation is as confused as it is, because it is. Um, I realize that we are like stuck in a time warp. Um, you know, if I, if, if I must say, you know, like, okay, so the generation before us had very little info, little access to information, um, the way that we do. If you weren't a person that read a lot, you basically, based your belief system of what you you're told and what you probably hear on the radio um you know we and 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 going to the library basically um so the um the setup for our parents was a lot different so the information that they had access to was a lot more limited than what we do and we were um raised on their belief system so we have a lot of what has been taught by them in us, right? And for our generation, we 
kind of existed. Well, we exist in a time when everything started to change, you know? Um, so technology was becoming more and more advanced, um, as we, you know, in our developing years, um, but what I find with our generation, I feel like the fact that we have so much access to the new information and we have so much of the old embedded inside of us, it creates a, you know, a type of confusion that I really can't break down in words. You know, like I, I find I struggle a lot with a lot of guilt because I want to hold on to a lot of what I was taught as a child. I definitely want to. But in the same breath, I want to be able to live in the new information and do that not feeling guilty. So, you know, like I have no idea if anybody else is struggling with this. Okay, so I'm definitely going to take it to church right now. So um, I have been to... I've been a part of the new type of belief system. Uh, I have been a part of a non-denominational church for like, I want to say for over 10 years. That's been like my belief system. Actually, it started younger. It started at a younger age, like probably around 20. I'm in my 40s now, so I want to say 20-something years. You know, I've been more steering towards that direction. But what happened as life happened and difficulties started happening in my life, I realized that the people from the new age belief system are very fickle. They're very fickle. Like we tend to ride the high tides and the low tides we really don't know how to handle. But the foundational belief system, they fully understand how to tough out the low tides. You know, our parents, like they stayed and stuff regardless or or not if it was hard you know like a lot of our parents are still together you know even though they faced difficulties um in marriages you know most of them they stayed together through those difficulties you know so a lot of um 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 um, older families you know like um and even they even 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 um even if parents didn't stay together, there was more a family dynamic setting um, uh, versus now where everything is about me, look at me and look at what I can do. Um, so the, the family structure, I feel like it was more solid um, for our parents than it was for our generation. So, um, those core values, uh, that we actually need for the hard times is very much missing. And I feel literally that's why, um, we have so much chaos, you know, everybody's like, so microwavable for the most part, you know, we want things instantly. If we can get it instantly, then move on to the next. And I feel like that's just a dangerous, dangerous type of belief system because we are creating and setting the foundation for a generation that is going to have absolutely no, no, nothing to stand on, nothing to stand on. And, you know, if we look at America, right, I don't feel like we have the hardest 
life um, in uh, um, of people in the world. We do definitely don't. We don't get up to bombs and um, you know just random uh, craziness all day every day. There's like you know rules and structure here that kind of holds America together. You know, so God forbid something should ever happen. You know, where like all the um, the protection that we have around us uh, gets disturbed. I'm, I always wonder like what's going to happen. I, I don't feel like we really did a good job with COVID, you know? So, I mean, and then that literally is just like light to some of the stuff that's going on in other places in the world, you know? Um, so it does make me wonder like, you know, what needs to happen for us to, um, to, to not so much, uh, exists in the old way of thinking, but not to be so, uh, new minded, you know, um, in our belief system that our foundations like just completely diminish, you know, like I, this is a big question for me because I honestly don't have the answers, you know, I'm putting it out there to anybody that might listen to this podcast and have some ideas. I am so, I'm such an open book right now because I feel like this is a discussion that needs to be had. Um, and go ahead and share your opinions, your thoughts in the chat. Um, I don't think I have anything else that I wanted to say. This was just a brief discussion that I wanted to have this morning. And, uh, this is where I am is what I'm trying to work out within my own life. Um, yeah, go ahead. Share your thoughts. Okay. This is honesty for fate versus trauma. Uh, we'll see you in our next chat. Bye-bye.